Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we start a new week, glad to be back together again here. Mark's home from Mexico. <clears throat> and we were reading together in 2 Kings this morning and we're about reading about the story of Hezekiah. And so I want to read a little bit of this passage and uh, then we'll talk about it a little bit. So we're in 2 Kings chapter 20 and I'm going to jump in in verse 12. <clears throat> and forgive me if I don't pronounce these names great, but we'll try. Soon after this, and you can go grab your Bible and read what the soon after this is about. Um, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick. Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What do those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? Isaiah asked. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. So we were talking about that this morning. Mark, share a little bit of what, what you were thinking on that. Well, Hezekiah is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. And just to kind of go off on a side note, when you look at King David, it's kind of a pairing of king and prophet David and Nathan. Hezekiah is the greatest king that Judah ever had other than David. And he's one of my favorite people in the Bible. I can't wait to meet him when I get to heaven. But just as it was David and Nathan, it's Hezekiah and Isaiah. And so when you, when you see these two guys in the room, you're, you're looking at greatness. One of the greatest of all kings and perhaps the, the prince of all the prophets. Uh, what has happened is Hezekiah got sick. And it, you know when you look at the life of Hezekiah, it's like he has one problem after another problem. It's, he's a great king. He does all kinds of good things. He uh, restores worship to, uh, to Judah, worship of Jehovah. He cleans out the country. He starts a revival of purity. He's just an enormously great king. But surprisingly enough, it's like he has one problem after another. It's like as soon as one problem gets resolved, then he's got a whole other issue. In fact, right before he gets sick, he's had this assault on his kingdom by the Assyrians that it looks like it's going to destroy Judah and then God gets him out of that. And just as, just as he's celebrating that, he gets really, really sick. And I don't know, Mary Alice, what he got. I can't tell if it's, if the Bible says he had some kind of skin issue. I don't know if it was uh, something that got infected and then became toxic and septic, or did he have some kind of cancer? It's, it's not clear. It's just that he thought he was going to die. And what's really interesting about the story is Isaiah was sent by God to tell Hezekiah that he would not get well, that he was going to die. In fact, Isaiah said to him, you need to get things in order because you're going to die. God said so. It wasn't a doctor, you know, it wasn't a friend who said, well, I think you're gonna die. This was God. So Hezekiah uh, does what Hezekiah does. <laughs> he, uh, he, turns to, he turns his face to the wall, begins to cry, and he pours out his heart to God and he asks God to spare his life. And in one of the most beautiful lines in the Bible, God says, I have heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and I'm going to add 15 years to your life. So Hezekiah now is in this celebration of God answering his prayer and God saying, you're not gonna die, I'm gonna give you 15 more years. In the meantime, the king of Babylon, and just a little spoiler alert, Babylon is going to be the nation that will overrun Judah uh, 
in time. Um, ba- the king of Babylon hears that uh, Hezekiah is sick or has been sick and he sends a delegation of high officials with a huge gift uh, just as a way of saying, I'm sorry you got sick. I'm glad to hear that you're well. We just want to send you a present. And it's at this moment that Hezekiah, I think, really misfires. And Mary else, we'll talk about this in just a moment. Because when these high officials from Babylon come, uh, instead of Hezekiah saying, yes, I was sick, I was going to die, and God delivered me, my God delivered me, a God that the Babylonians would not have known, it would have been a great opportunity to witness. But instead, Hezekiah kind of goes, um, well, the word I'm trying to stay away from is proud. Uh, you know, in his relief over being healed and his excitement, he begins to show the Babylonians what a great king he has. Uh, a great, great king he is. He's, he's showing them all of his stuff, all the gold, all the expensive things. And uh, Isaiah comes back, just like you read a moment ago, and he said, uh, King Hezekiah, what did you show them? And Hezekiah said, I showed them everything. And Isaiah said, I just want you to know everything you show them, they're gonna take away. And I just keep thinking about Hezekiah's opportunity to glorify God. And instead he kind of like shows these guys what a great king he is. I, I can't help but wonder, and this is what I'd really love to get your take on. Why did God allow these Babylonians to come to Judah? Was God, was it God's will that Hezekiah would witness to them? I mean, think about the impact. This would have been the coming kingdom that's going to be the most powerful nation in the world. What if Hezekiah had sat down with those leaders and said, thank you for inquiring about my health, but let me tell you who healed me. Please go back and tell your king about our God. I think it's really interesting that we're talking about this, and this is going to air on July the 4th, because I think that's a perfect picture of America. Yeah. Because God rescued America over and over. He established us, and He blessed us because of our relationship with Him. But when the rest of the world comes to us, we don't point them to God. We, we say, look how great we are. Look how great our armies are. Look how great our country is. Look, look at all of our wealth. A look at all of our power and we're missing an opportunity to represent God to the rest of the yeah, world. Yes, we are. You know, Marielle, on a, a first Wednesday, this has been a couple of years ago, I, I brought a message um, in which I, I talked about trying to sort out the difference between relief and gratitude. Mm. Because a lot of times I think we Christians, when, when, when we're facing a real crisis, and we beg God to answer our prayer and He answers our prayer. Maybe He heals our bodies. Maybe He restores a marriage, you know. At that moment, we just feel such relief from being out of our problem. Relief can look like thanksgiving or gratitude, Mm -hmm. but relief is very different from gratitude because relief has, well, I think that's what Hezekiah experienced. Mm -hmm. And and also he was promised 15 years. Yeah. So I think you're exactly right. And I think something we've talked about for as long as I can remember about uh, gratitude toward God and giving God glory. I think when we don't give God glory, for what he's done we're, we're taking something away yeah and and it's so important for a couple of reasons but we, we just owe him anyway but we represent him as well well you know there's a great story in the life of jesus where he heals 10 lepers and, and leprosy was, and, and i don't know maybe that's what hezekiah had maybe he had a form of leprosy who knows it mentions a boil because so it was a skin it was a skin issue but you know 
lepers, leprosy didn't get cured. Right. <laughs> and so Jesus comes along and he does the impossible, the miraculous. For me, when I think about the difference between relief and gratitude, I think about the nine who walked away and didn't come back to Jesus. They, they felt relief. Mm-hmm. They, they felt positive about Jesus. They were excited mm-hmm. about what he did, but they needed to get on with their lives. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one guy that before he went home to see his wife and family and, and to celebrate his, his health now, before he did all that, he came back to Jesus and gave him glory. And, and I, I just feel challenged about that myself because mm-hmm. you and I know that God has answered some big prayers for me, Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. And it is a real challenge when you feel that relief of answered prayer. It's a real challenge for, to go back to what King David said. You know, I, I'm, quoting, I'm quoting out the King James Version. I memorized everything in King James. But uh, David said, what shall I render to the Lord for all his mm. benefits? That's you right. know, there's all these benefits. You know, David talks about those daily. He loads us down with benefits. You know, uh, bless the Lord, all my soul, forgetting about all his benefits. Well, David had that question: What am I going to do about it? You know, he wasn't trying to pay God back. No. But he was like, I need, I need some kind of response. Well, and, and it, God is all about the relationship, and He gives generously because He loves us. And it's just a, an expected response when you give generously to someone out of love that they would at least acknowledge you and be thankful and, and uh, respond back with that relationship. And so to ignore God in any of these situations is to, um, is to disrespect and to dishonor and to be ungrateful. Well, one more thing I'd like for you to talk about. Um, you know, when we think about the difference between relief and gratitude and I think up till now we've kind of talked about it in the sense of what's appropriate, how's the appropriate response to God. But uh, Mary Alice, I see something else in the story with Hezekiah. Uh, Feeling relief without gratitude put him on the wrong course. Mm. You know, I think there's something, isn't there something about gratitude to God that writes our course that that keeps us on the right path absolutely because that that is being in harmony and in in sync with god and there's there's a few different strange things i think with hezekiah when he's told that he's gonna that this you know i think isaiah goes on to tell him what's going to happen and and, uh, he says it's not going to happen this time but that's no relief isn't it well it's relief relief because he says oh good you know it's going to happen to my sons and my grandchildren but it's not going to happen to me you know and and that's an odd response you know to not you can tell his focus is on himself yeah. and not on uh, his God or his kingdom. He's, he, I, think it, I think you're exactly right when you point back to the pride component. Now here's what gets me, Mary Alice. He's one of the greatest God followers in the Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. this could happen to any of us. I mean, Hezekiah is a legend. You know, he's one of those people that, you know, you're going to want to meet when you get to heaven and say, tell me the stories. So, you know, this, this attitude of um, I'm relieved that problem is over, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna go on with my life and forget about what's happened and show people how great I am. If that could happen to Hezekiah, it could happen to us. Yeah. yeah, all of us. And I think the Bible tells us that those Old Testament stories are there to help oh, us yeah. learn. Well, it's interesting, and I think I quoted this the other day in, in um, our series uh, Supernatural. The 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 New Testament tells us two things. It says those stories are there for our learning. Mm-hmm. And it says they're there for our warning. Yeah, right. So we can see, you know, that that's it. It's an understandable response. It's kind oh, of a natural response. Sure. Um, 
And and if you were to ask Hezekiah, well, don't you thank God for what happened? I'm sure he'd say, of course oh, I yes. did. Of course I do. Yeah. But I think we need to stop and be intentional about our gratitude. And well, I think so. And, and this thing about sorting out the distinction between relief and gratitude is something that we're going to have to work on because mm-hmm. relief feels very much like gratitude at first, but it doesn't tend to last like gratitude right. does. And it doesn't change us. Yeah, it doesn't change us. It doesn't change us. Well, yeah, it's a good story. I hope you'll get your Bible and read the whole thing. Um, but as we, I hope that's a blessing to you and a challenge to you. I know it's been a challenge to me to you know, remember. My, and I'm, I'm way off on a tangent here, where else? But you, you know who I'm talking about. My dad's best friend in the ministry. When I was a kid growing up, uh, and and we met when we were so young. You know, when you were you were in your teen years, and you would go to these conferences with me. And I know you heard W.W. Baker preach, mm-hmm. uh, who was just a favorite of ours yes, and my yes. dad's best friend. But I cannot remember, I can't, so many times he would open up his Bible and talk about Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. And I think I fell in love with this character under his preaching when I was a kid. And it's just mm-hmm. a great story. He's a fascinating, fascinating story. And uh, to be godly in a time where that was rare and and how God blessed him as a result, I think it's it's a story that we really... Uh, should be spending some time on and somebody who's that great who could make this kind of a stumble yeah you know i think that should be a warning to us well we all have weak places in our lives well mary else would you pray for us today absolutely oh father so thankful uh, for that you brought mark home safely and that you used him greatly in mexico thank you for um just for all the blessings in our lives i thank you for each and every person each and every family those that are watching and listening to noah's window And I pray a special blessing from you, Lord. I just pray that you would help us to remember to be thankful to you for all the good things that you showered on us in our lives. And Father, when we're in um, troubling situations, just like Hezekiah was in so many times, that we can cry out to you and that you will answer. And then just help us to remember that the answer comes from you, Father, and that that when when you do deliver us, we want to stop and give you gratitude. I just pray that you would uh, continue to use us for your glory and honor. And I pray that you would just... um, Uh, make our lives count for you and we're going to ask all these things in Jesus name Amen well thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window by the way if this story of of one of the kings of the Bible has interested you uh, we did a summer series uh, several years ago I can't remember when called Kings Kings and and Queens Mm -hmm. and so if you like these interesting stories I think we went through about 10 of them Mm -hmm. in that series so you might want to check that out I think you can find those online I'll I'll try to put a link in under the video. Well, thanks for joining us today for Noah's Wind. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. And in the meantime, I pray you have a wonderful uh, holiday and that you celebrate the good things that God has done for all of us and for our nation. See you soon. God bless.